and welcome back to another episode of the Media Boat Podcast, your weekly episodes for everything on movies, TV, music, and video games, not necessarily in that order. Mm-hmm. My name is Mike. His name is Matt. My name is Matt. His name is Mike. Thank you for joining us. This is June the 17th, 2023. It is episode 388 miles per hour. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's here. We're here. Uh, the It's almost summer. We're like a week away from the official start of the season. Things are warming up here in Southern California, finally, after being so gray and muddy. Oh yeah, June 24th. I think that's next week. Yeah, yeah. it's next week. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. It's happening. The, the Summer solstice. Summer solstice, if you will. And uh, we got a summery show. Or as um, some, as Ari Aster calls it, midsummer. <laughs> midsummer. Midsummer. Uh, so yeah, uh, hopefully it's not anything like midsummer. Uh, but yeah, welcome but to Florence Pugh. But Florence Pugh. I'm but always Florence asking Pugh. this. <laughs> always asking this. So now, does your butt have a comma in there? No. Okay. All right. Let's get started. Let's get rolling, and we always start with... The music section. Uh-huh. We start the music section with the billboard. We start the billboard with the Hot 100. Some uh, mixed up stuff this week. Finally, some stuff happened. Yeah, but what's still mixed up is that number one is mm-hmm. Last Night by Morgan Wallen. It's true. Coming in at two, Flowers by Miley Cyrus. At three, Calm Down by Rima and Selena Gomez. Uh, but coming in at four, Fast Car. By Luke Combs. I'm going to talk about this for a moment. So, Luke Combs. You know, we know Luke Combs. Yes. He's had singles here before. But this is a new low. This is a cover of the Tracy Chapman classic, Fast Car. And, get this, the Luke Combs cover now has more streams total lifetime than the original Tracy Chapman classic, which I think is disgusting. (laughs) I'm very mad about this. Anyways. It's and number four on the top five. Your top five. All My Life by Lil Durk featuring J. Cole. Yeah, this is just disappointing. I don't know. It's just disappointing to me. I'm sorry. What, but Luke Combs Luke having a fast car? You know that Luke Combs gets, like, direct to people. Not that Tracy Chapman gets direct to people anymore, especially in stream counts. Messed up. Anyway. Usually people knew their history. Anyways, as for your album's target billboard 200, at number one, five stars. Wow, you're reviewing this record and it hasn't even come out? Well, it's called Five Star, colon, the third album (laughs) by Stray Kids. Ambitious of them to be like, hey, we're putting out a five star record. (laughs) Well, it's their third album. They gotta be five stars (laughs) at this point. That means at number two, one more time. Wow, you butchered that title, but I don't care. You don't need to correct yourself. At three, (laughs) Witsit Chapel by Jelly Roll. I love a Jelly Roll. They're delicious. But do you like this Jelly Roll? I have no idea who this Jelly Roll is. Uh, I want to say he's the country version of Post Malone. Weird. Okay. Like the whole like Post Malone get up and look, yeah. But country face tattoos and all. Yes. Wow. That's Jelly Roll. I don't know anything about Jelly Roll. It just sounds delicious, but not healthy. (laughs) Or maybe I don't know if it's like the only thing you eat for the day. I think that counts for your two thousand calories. Speaking of unhealthy, (laughs) Uh, so you have unhealthy. At number four, Dark Blood. Yeah, if you have Dark Blood, you should probably go get that checked out. By N hyphen. 
and hyphen. It's a good name. And right here, your top five Midnights by Taylor Swift. Hanging in there. If you didn't like any of those mm. albums, or if you didn't like Jelly Rolls, we have new releases, including Melodies on Hiatus <laughs> by Albert Hammond Jr. Yes. Central City by Big Freedia. I don't know if it's Freedia or Frida. I'm not sure. Well, that's what I, was, I thought it was D-I-A. It's not D-A. It's Frida would be F-R-I-E-D-A. I've, I've heard both. I don't know. All right. We also have 3D Country oh. by Geese. Yeah, a bunch of Geese recorded that record. Yep. Uh, or you could get a bunch of Gooses together. Yeah, that's literally what I'm saying. Yes. Oh, t- oh from <laughs> Top Gun. Yes. The character Goose. Yes. <laughs> uh, we also have Mystical, Magical, Rhythmical, Radical, Ride <laughs> by Jason Mraz. Yes, yes that's that's Jason, Jason Mraz. Mraz. Uh, Chemistry by Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, yes, daytime Kelly. talk show host Kelly Clarkson. I'm curious about this. Uh, this seems like she's trying to make a bit of a comeback here. Um, so maybe try that out. Uh, there's also Feed the Beast by Kim Petras. Yes, her, her I believe, proper debut after... Uh, a series of singles and collaborations. Supernatural Thing by M. Ward. And lastly, Every Day Like the Last mm-hmm. by Y. Oak. Yeah, I feel it. I feel that. Alright. So let's get into the music news. And there's yeah. so much music news mm-hmm. that we had to compile it all into the bits. Yeah, a lot of headlines. Um, not a whole lot to talk about individually about these, but they are all, I felt, important enough to mention. And we're going to start with the Recording Academy because... Yeah, a couple of Grammys. A couple of Grammy please. announcements. Yeah. Uh, where the top four awards, meaning Best Album, Best Song, Record of the Year, and Best New Artists, are getting a bit of a shift in terms of nominations, where they're going from ten down to eight. So they're not going up, they're going down. Yeah, this is weird considering, I feel like, was this new last year or two years ago? I forget the timeline. But this was relatively recent that they expanded these categories to 10. It was not, it used to be smaller. Mm-hmm. And then they expanded out to 10. And I guess now that they're, they're, they're like, ah, that was too many. Back to down to eight. Well, I think new artists has always been small. It's supposed to be like six or eight. But I do but remember. Everything else, album, yeah. song, record, I usually like, here's the top, uh, typically like a top 10 of the year. So obviously since these, uh, yeah, like, these next Grammys will be the first one that will be affected by uh, this, and yeah, we'll see. But ultimately, I do remember seeing the last uh, nomination show and being like, this seems like a lot of names. It is. <laughs> it is. Well, maybe it's not because when they list them out, they also list all the producers. Right. And sometimes you have one album and a literal page yeah. of producers. So I don't know. I, I I'm mixed about this. I liked uh, I like having more options and like having it as big, expansive category. Moving that down by two is probably not a whole lot of a difference. It still feels like they're big enough to cover the year in music. It just yeah I don't know. It, it's a mixed feeling. Well, me. at least they're not doing what the Oscars do, which is we'll have eight to ten. Yeah, we'll say we have a maximum of ten, but we never reach it. Kind right. of thing. Yeah, that's worse. You're right. Mm-hmm. Alright, uh, but that was not the only news, as the Recording Academy also added three new categories yeah. for the 66th Annual Grammy Awards. Why not? And they include Best African Music Performance, okay. Best Alternative Jazz Album, All right. and 
best pop dance recording. Surprise pop dance recording wasn't already a, a category, but now it is. Well, especially in the like the 2010s when it seems like every pop song was also a dance song. <laughs> right, yeah, it was that moment. Hey, so someone wake Dua Lipa, she could win another Grammy. <laughs> anyway. I mean, you can say I'm the only person to have won this Grammy. <laughs> so far. That's, yeah. Well, that will happen. This upcoming will happen. So we have three people who say I'm the only person to have won this one. <laughs> Impressive. I am unique until next year or until they get rid of the category. Watch them just give one to Beyonce, anyways, even though she doesn't have anything to nominate. <laughs> anyways, let's move on. Anyways, outside of the Recording Academy, uh, Paul McCartney yeah. was in the use, news because he used AI to, quote, purify mm-hmm. John Lennon's voice on an upcoming uh, record. Last Beatles record. So, okay. So, one, before you say anything, yes, I know I told you there was a moratorium on AI stories. The reason why I included this one is because it's not really an AI story. Everyone is reporting this wrong. Even this headline is largely incorrect. They're not using least, it at yeah. his voice in AI. Right. It at least they clarifies fix yeah. the voice. I was really pissed when I saw all these uh, headlines incorrectly report this. Yeah, you're exactly right. What The large conversation about AI and culture right now is about uh, um, language learning models and things that take existing things and reconstruct them. This is not what that, that is not what this is. This is basically just a modern version of stuff they've been doing with music for a long ass time, which is just taking a, a recording and cleaning it up. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening here. Everybody just wanted to jump on the AI story because that generates clicks, yep. but it's not actually what's happening here. This could be interesting uh, because obviously there's probably a lot of Beatles material that we've never heard because it was probably in various states of, like, unlistenable. <laughs> I mean, you can even watch the Get Back documentary yeah. and look at how unlistenable some of that was. So it was probably very similar to the stuff that Peter Jackson worked on with that project mm-hmm. which is taking stuff that previously was unreleased because it was un like you undecipherable indecipherable and, and making it be able to understood and you know what that's always going to be an event when there's a new beatles thing and so this could be cool i'll take it one step further that this isn't just helping to restore john lennon's voice <laughs> but it's helping to restore lost medium yeah. of old records that yeah. they can take it put it through an ai algorithm and yes. pop out a cleaner version of older songs or yeah. previously lost medium. I mean, yes. Could that be potentially used as a just a cash grab? Absolutely, and yes. it will be. But in this specific instance, it's kind of exciting as well. So we'll see. Speaking of both being a cash grab and <laughs> exciting in this instance, isn't everything honestly that we talk about? Yes, <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> yeah, she's back. Yes, and she's announced a new song, Vampire. Yes, uh, it seems like this is probably the first salvo in an upcoming album release. Uh, this is out the 30th, uh, the single, so very soon we'll hear. Two weeks, we've got two yeah, weeks. Two weeks uh, till we hear a new Olivia Rodrigo song. One real quick story that I thought was funny. Um, I guess on the Instagram post, uh, so the, the first I guess I should explain, the uh, image that accompanied this announcement was a black and white photo of Olivia in profile with a pink um, band-aid, like cross band-aid over where she's presumably got bit by a vampire. Um, and one of the comments was none other than Taylor Lautner <laughs> who posted something about who bit you? 
in character, I presume. Um, which I just thought was wonderful. Taylor Lautner is being very good at the internet lately, because yeah. I think what people have figured out is he just seems like he's, he's just a blast. I mean, it's already funny enough that he married somebody else named Taylor, and now that there are two Taylor Lautners, yes. it's just hilarious. They are the Taylors. They are both Taylor Lautners. They are the Taylor Lautners. I believe she is Tay to differentiate. But still, it's very funny that they're both Taylor yes. Lautner. Yes, until they have a kid and they call them Taylor. It's also Taylor. <laughs> it's a family of Taylors. Are you all... Hey, Taylor. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that's why he goes, That's why the kid will be Taylor. She'll be Tay. Yeah. And they'll call him Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> this is a re- reboot of the A-Team. Yes. Taylor Lautner. Do that. Somebody somebody pick up our idea. Uh, too bad the writer's turn is right. Anyway. <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah, that's that story. I just wanted yeah. to tell that story. Wait, new Olivia Rodriguez. Yeah, exciting. Yeah. It's been two years. Yeah, I think it's been long enough. Yeah. I mean, she went on to where she did things. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, time for a new album. Cool. Um, moving on. Speaking of things that are on tour or no longer on tour. I included this one because it, I saw a lot of it and it was just a funny, weird story. Yep. Uh, Anita Baker will no longer be touring with Babyface after <laughs> accusing his fans of verbal abuse. So here's the timeline of what happened. Anita Baker is touring with Babyface. Babyface is the opener uh, for her set. Um, I guess at one point she went on social media and complained that Babyface had gone long on his opening set. And so she had to show up later. Well, apparently... I don't know where these came from, but Babyface has a big fan base on social media somehow, and they went crazy on Anita uh, Baker's socials. So she got pissed and was basically like, I don't want to deal with these crazy people on the internet anymore, and made a statement about not wanting to deal with the crazy people on the internet anymore, and that made them even more mad, and so she decided that the solution to this was to drop Babyface from the tour. <laughs> I've seen this before. <laughs> I watched this movie. Yeah. Popstar. Yeah, it's, it's Popstar. <laughs> it is basically about the plot of Popstar. You're right. I did not consider that, but you're 100% correct. Anyway. So, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just Popstar. So, yeah. I just I've just seen this thing before. It seems like this would be this a niche. art imitating life, imitating art, imitating life? Oh, always. That is life now. And, and this up. is your reminder to yeah. go watch Popstar. Oh, yeah. Never stop. Never if you stop. haven't seen it, I believe it's on HBO Max. Enjoy. Yes. Anyway, that's a, that's the end of that story. It's not really. It doesn't have any relevance really to anything now. But I just thought it was weird. I think it's hilarious. Well, <laughs> no, 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 not I mean, the not verbal funny, abuse yeah, part. Obviously, don't abuse people on the internet. Yes. Don't take advantage of the easy ease of doing this. Don't do that, especially not to uh, like Anita Baker, who is a legend. Don't do that. Yeah. People, yeah don't go on. to Twitter and like voice your opinions on a black hole of a. Social media platform. Also, Babyface. Like, I'm yeah. surprised that he's still around. Isn't he? Doesn't he make enough money producing stuff and like being like a media mogul? Does he really need to still be performing? I think he wants the cheers. I guess so. Babyface. Anyway. Anyway, speaking of Twitter, uh, they were hit recently with a 250 million dollar mm-hmm. copyright infringement lawsuit from music publishers. Which yes. amounts to 0.01 of what <laughs> um, Elon Musk bought Twitter for. Well, yes. But, to be fair, this is just another example of a string of examples that they have no idea what they're doing over there. Mm-hmm. Because I guess this stemmed from a bunch of music 
just being used willy-nilly on Twitter for with no actual like rights being like listed sp- like like paid for yeah and no credits given basically like they have a deal with companies like TikTok to make sure that there's some sort of structure there's mm-hmm. payment structure about when music is used Twitter doesn't have that anymore they may have in the past but Elon Musk's Twitter has not had probably that shit in months and it just proves that... Probably not since they fired the legal team. Yeah, exactly. If you fire people who are responsible in making sure all of these ducks are in a row, you're going to get in trouble like this. So this is just another example of just everything being mishandled over there. So it's just weird. Weird story. Speaking of things being mishandled... Yes, and lastly... And lastly, Ticketmaster. Yes. Largely being mishandled, especially with their pricing. Well, after having been in front of a... U.S. grand jury, not grand jury, a jury, a jury of congressional people, uh, Ticketmaster um, and others have agreed to reveal full ticket price up front as the White House slams surprise fees during that. So as you mentioned, this has been something that the, the that the that Congress has been talking about for a yeah, while. Yeah, Obviously it was spurred on by the White House's interest in the Taylor Swift situation with TikTok t- oh, with tic- bleh, Ticketmaster. And this is one of the results of all of that pressure is that Ticketmaster and like it says other uh, similar ticketing services mm-hmm. came out and said, "Okay, fine. We won't do hidden secret fees anymore." Up front, we will show you every single fee that you're going to cost. Here's the thing. While I appreciate that they're doing this, because it does solve one of the problems uh, that was presented with Ticketmaster, it doesn't solve the biggest problem, which is that those fees exist in the first place, and they're too damn expensive. So this feels like a non-fix. This feels like the thing that they could do, do and say to at least somehow change the conversation towards like the hearts and minds game, but it doesn't actually fix the problem. That's the biggest problem. The fees are still there. They're just saying no more hidden fees, but we're still going to charge you $80 for a $40 ticket. So ultimately this is a good thing, but it's not the thing. This is not what we asked for. This is not what even Congress was complaining about. Mm -hmm. This is missing the point in a large way, even though it is, I guess, moving the needle a little bit. Incremental change is change, but still... It's like, I feel like they just completely missed what we were complaining about. Progress and <laughs> progression. At least it's not a step backwards. I'll give them that. Is it? Uh, I mean, yes. I mean, I get what you're saying, but like... Because before, like, it was like, here's the price. So it is a step backwards. Because <laughs> we were going in the right direction before. So, yes, it is a step backwards. I don't know. It is frustrating, and hopefully more change is on the way, and this is not where it stops. Oh, no, it's not where it stops. Ticketmaster is probably hoping, it's like, oh, well, we'll put this out, and people will be like, oh, cool, they made a change, and people will forget about it. I'm hoping that doesn't happen, and we keep on the case, because, yeah, this can't be it. Mm -hmm. Anyway. That's music Yeah, that's music. That's one of the bits. All right, did you listen to anything? No. emphatic i'm so behind because again <laughs> podcasts happened this week because there was so much content coming out of the summer games fest and other video game stuff that i was just listening to hours upon hours of that well let's get into that then with video games yes but before we get to that mm-hmm. sorry to jump the gun there mm-hmm. we start we have we have new releases we got to do that first we always do yep starting with 
Aliens, colon, Dark Descent. Mm. For everything but the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, Rogue Legacy 2. For the PS4 and PS5. Finally, uh, out of early access and now full release. I want to say you can also get this uh, if you're a PlayStation Extra member. You might be. I think it might be on there. I'm not sure. Uh, there's also The Book Walker for everything <laughs> but the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crash Team Rumble yeah. for everything but the Switch. This is that Crash MOBA? Yes. Which still seems a weird choice to me. I don't know if this is free to play. I don't I think it is. I don't know. I think it might be. If it is, I will check it out. We'll see. Look it up on uh, uh, later and see. Um, we also have Silicon City Silicon for the PC. City. Sonic Origins Plus. Mm-hmm. That is for everything. Yeah, I Wide believe release, everywhere. I believe it's the same content as the original, but with more more games added. I yes. think is what that is. That's what the plus is. That's the plus, yes. Uh, but everything get out of the way. Right. The big um, Square Enix showcase is here. Final Fantasy XVI. <laughs> 16. That is 16. Yes. Final Fantasy 16 yeah. is here. Finally. For the PS5. Right. So the exclusivity window, I believe, is six months. It's either six months or a year. Or a year. So yeah, PS5 exclusive for now. It will eventually come out on other platforms. Uh, but for now, yeah, if you want to play Final Fantasy 16, it is out this week on PS5. And you will be checking this out. Uh, there is a demo out. Do that you, you can... want to talk about it now before we get into the press conference stuff? Yeah, we'll talk about the demo now. Okay, how's uh, Final Fantasy 16? Are you more excited or less excited after this demo? Uh, so before playing the demo, like, so they had a big... Um, kind of kickoff launch mm-hmm. last week. And then during that kickoff launch, they said, hey, demo out now, you can play it. So I downloaded it, and then I didn't touch it for a couple days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, stuff. Because <laughs> I was just like, oh yeah, I'll download it, but I have like other stuff I want to play. It's a demo. I know the game doesn't come out for two weeks, so I'll I'll at least play it before we do the show. <laughs> so last night I was able to finally be like, okay, I literally have no other time than now to right. play it. So and do this now. I do this now because otherwise it comes out next week. <laughs> and it's like, why am I talking about a demo when I can just... Especially if you have to probably reset your progress as soon as the game game comes out, right? This doesn't carry over. So for the demo, it actually does. Oh, okay. That's yes. Nice. The demo itself is two different states. Uh, there is a opening about two hours of the actual game that you can play. Okay. And the, it it's literally, it is. It gets you up to level 10, mm-hmm. but it literally stops you. You can't, like, go back in and grind your way up to, like, mm-hmm. level uh, whatever, 100. It's like, that's it. That's all it's you like, get. That's it. It's like, it will literally stop you at 10. And if you want to replay the demo, you have to start from the beginning. You can't just hit continue from there. Got it. But the actual, like, two hours feels like a good prologue to whatever the actual story is. It gives you enough setup, enough of the characters, mm-hmm. and the writing is good enough that it makes you care about these characters That's good. enough to want to see what happens next. Cool. Although, it being a Final Fantasy game, and it being based in fantasy mythology and writing uh, that fi- previous Final Fantasy games have been set, um, the whole twist that they kind of set up in there 
not that big of a twist. Like I can see what's happening, especially when you purposely zoom in on someone saying, I will protect you. <laughs> it's like, nah, now you ain't. <laughs> Don't believe you. I, I, you say that now, but I know in the next like hour here, you will fail on that. That coat is turning. Yes. Uh, no, sorry, that's not a turncoat. It's just a uh, fail <laughs> promise. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I feel like turncoat is just being a traitor. Was, like, this is not being a traitor. This is just, you literally will do your best. What would Olivia Rodrigo it, think? That she's a traitor. Yeah, he's a traitor. <laughs> anyways. Uh, anyways, like, as soon as that, like, that line came out, I was like, oh, this is not going to end well <laughs> by the end of this thing. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. So... Yeah. Easy foreshadowing, and sure. like that first two hours didn't quite sell me on the game. It was like, okay, I get the basic mechanics here, I get the, kind of the story structure. There's these different kingdoms set throughout the land, they each guard a specific crystal. Yeah, think like it's crystals, e ether, meta, um, Mat Mako, whatever, <laughs> whatever Final Fantasy uh jargon you want to use yeah. for the colored orbs, mithril. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, so they each guard it with their own kingdom. <laughs> but now it's kind of like a Game of Thrones style where yeah. one of the kings was mysteriously assassinated and now you are being um, basically Simba and exiled <laughs> from the Pride Lands. Yeah, very much inspired, and this is on the record, inspired by Game of Thrones. Yes. Uh, very, very, very much Game of Thrones. You pretty much played... Um, Jon Snow, where you were of noble blood, but then get sent out to the Watch, and you have no idea what's going on. And he knows nothing. Thirteen years later, you're trying to piece together the pieces. So he knows nothing. Yeah, yeah. that's your basic setup. I mean, it's pretty obvious that they're taking heavily inspired from both Game of Thrones and history. And yeah, yeah you're of royal blood, but we're going to send you down to the dumps, and then you're going to work your way back up to. Being OP by the end. What do you think? And we probably will go get into this more next week when we talk about the full game. But um, what do you think about like their pivot back to medieval, like closer to medieval style traditional fantasy? You moving away from the sci-fi elements of a lot of previous. Unlike most people, I actually missed the car from fifteen or from fourteen. Yeah, yeah. I like the car. I like driving around with my buddies. <laughs> Uh, I know a lot of people were turned off by that, and especially in the like very beginning where your car literally breaks down and the opening <laughs> is just, let's push the car so you can get the walking mechanic done. And oh, we'll yeah, I totally even forgot about 15. Yeah, that was even different than the before. 15 was online. Four, or no, it was 14. 14 yeah, was online. I was talking about 15. Oh, yeah, 15. I, I talk, no, I forgot about 15, 15 being 14, in like 15. a more modern setting. Because I, I was talking about, like, 13 being, like, sci-fi. Oh, super sci-fi, yeah. Or pretty much 7 to 13 kind of is in that zone. Mm -hmm. Except for 9, I guess. Um, but, yeah, like, this is more of a return to kind of traditional, like, Super NES Final Fantasy. Yes. In tone. And do you think that works? Uh, it does. I like this, especially if they're going with that kind of, like, Game of Thrones kind of mentality vibe with it. Yeah. It definitely fits the setting and fits, like, the battling kingdoms you don't can't really get that in a more political geopolitical kind yeah. of cap, uh, capitalization is not the right word i want to use i know what you mean like capitalistic a, um, societies yeah okay uh but yeah so that's the first part of the demo 
two hours. Like it gives you just the blanket. Yeah. Here's what's gonna happen. And you said you weren't super inspired by that. You were just like, eh, this is fine. But I was like, okay, I get it. Like, yeah. like I get what you're going for. I can see the emotional heartstrings, yeah. but I'm not tugging here yet. I feel like there's a butt coming. There's a huge butt coming because it's the second part of this demo. How big is this butt? <laughs> Uh, it is a big pre-order butt. Alright, what's the big butt on the other side so, of this demo? on the other side, after you get through the first two hours, then it says, that's your first uh, two hours of the game. You can take that progress, you don't have to replay it, and it goes directly into the pre-order, or whatever you okay. eventually buy the game. Yeah. Great, awesome. But, in order to show you more of what we can provide, it <laughs> gives you a rundown of a level. Okay. And the premise is simple. It's you... Your dog companion and your buddy, the it's storming the castle. Okay. So it's not the open world that it wants you to um, that it wants to showcase, mm -hmm. but instead it's just a straight, simple level design of we're gonna put you into the castle, run up to the top, and defeat the the, the boss of it. It's like an example of what a mission might look like in yeah. the game proper. Not yeah. necessarily a story mission, but kind of like a, maybe like a side quest thing? No, it's a story mission. Oh, and it's story related? Okay. Yeah, it is story related because like the person, like the boss at the end is someone you see from the oh, prologue. Okay. So it's basically like, it takes you probably a few hours later in That's progress. what they said, yeah. It yeah, says this, is, like, this, this is, is something you typically you're going to do. Like this, will, this is several hours into the game. Mm -hmm. The equipment that you have here may not be what you actually have when you get here in the actual game, but right. in order to get you a better experience of what this game is going to be like, here are some extra abilities. Mm. Okay. And cool. that is where it sold me. All right. Oh, I love the abilities here. I like the combat here. So yeah, well, the combat, I did... that's a good question, because like the combat is, this is moving towards more of what I've heard it described as kind of like a character action game. Yes. It's like a combo-heavy kind of like Devil May Cry kind of approach. Yes. Okay. Um, a lot of what I saw from the prologue was very, very simple. It's just, you slash, <laughs> and you can throw fire. And that was it. I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, okay, you, your X, your square, attack, your triangle... Throw your magic. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very easy, very simple. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Now, what this second part of the demo does is, now, now that you know what you're getting through here, we're going to show you what it's going to be like once you start actually leveling this stuff up. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, this is what I'm came for. This is what I want to play. This, this, this is what you came for. Th yes. This is the demo that like is selling me on why I'm going to, why I pre-ordered this game. Why I want this game. Um, and... The combat is excellent. It's smooth. It's, com like you said, combo heavy. You zip around from left to right to everywhere. Um, there is no targeting system, which I kind of, I don't, I mean, you mm -hmm. have, like, can't lock onto an enemy? Yes, but. That's weird. It's an auto lock on feature. It just doesn't show the, rept the receptacle. Oh, for it. so it's just kind of like it homes you in. Yeah, you're going to hit him no matter what. Right. Even if you're, like, next to it, it's going to force you to hit him. But does that make it difficult from switching between enemies, though? Because you kind of have to, like, without a reticle to move, you kind of have to, like, physically move closer. Although, no. are you usually in just one-on-one? -on -one? No, you can move around. You just um, move where you're going. It's going to go to whatever the next, like, nearest enemy is or wherever mm -hmm. the camera is facing. You will attack. Okay. Um, but the actual combat and the smoothness of it going mm. from 
the different um, energies going from the different attacks. Yeah. I'm trying not to spoil stuff here. Sure. Yeah, you're fine. I mean, uh, actually, you know what? It's a demo. You're it's probably demo. good. It's a demo. Uh, but that boss battle, when you get to that boss battle, the seamless transition between cinematic cutscene, like clear, this is like pre-rendered cinematic cutscene, and actual gameplay, just the seamless transition. There's even, like, you'll even slow down and do cinematic attacks that's what they're called <laughs> which is just it's quick time events yeah but they're so beautifully animated so well done that's like this is blowing me away i love everything here i want to see what happens more Ooh. even after you when you beat the final boss in this demo um it leaves you on the cliffhanger wanting you to know more what happens next what's going on Ooh. i need more information here and it's Great, well done, perfect example of a great demo that makes you want to see what happens next. Gives you enough of the story in the first two hours and then shows you what the game is going to look like on a moment-to-moment basis. That's awesome. So they're officially looking forward to the full release next week. Yes. So, yeah, you'll have more to say about that mm-hmm. next time. Uh, but in the meantime... we uh, are, I mean, I've seen a lot of chatter of people saying... This is a good demo. Mm. I didn't believe it at first, especially after that first um, section. I was like, okay, I get it, but you're saying this is like the best demo? And then I got finished that part, and then (laughs) then I say, oh, yeah, this extra part. Like, oh, what's this? Then you saw the light. Then I was like, oh, this is what you guys are talking about. You're not talking about the first two hours. No, you're talking about the later game demo that you're talking about. That's, Yeah. yeah, the rest of it, the meat. Yes. So there you go. That is uh, the Final Fantasy 16 demo available now on PS5. Um, is this so? This is for everybody, right? Uh, that, yeah, the, this the is free not demo locked under the. No, you do not have to pre-order stuff. No, you do not have to pre-order. You okay. don't have to pay the extra That's to good. get the demo. It's a free demo. You can go. You can download it right now. And you can play it. Like okay. I said, the first two hours of the story are there, and then it's about like an hour mission, another two hours maybe, okay. depending on how much you want to explore and yeah. run around the dungeon. Or the castle. Okay. Uh, cool. But it's very straightforward, and it gives you a really, really good taste of what's to come. Awesome. Sounds wonderful. But yeah, we'll talk about more of the full game next week. In the meantime, stuff got announced. Uh, Summer Games Fest continued. Yes. After last week's kind of intro that we talked about. We yeah. had some of the... Uh, we, well, had, we already uh, went through the general Summer Games Fest. We right. went through PlayStation already. Yes. But next up... Microsoft uh, showed up and had a bunch to show. Yep. Um, they dominated Sunday, right? They were yes. all Sunday, basically. Yeah. They were Sunday, and they started off with the big Cyberpunk 2077, colon, Phantom Liberty. So I don't actually believe this is in order. Uh, no. But, uh, yes, uh, Phantom Liberty, uh, this is the expansion. They had uh, Keanu Reeves come back up. Yep. Good uh, uh, news coming out of uh, the show on this. It seems like everybody who got hands-on time with this uh, this expansion said that it improves pretty much every part of the cyberpunk experience, and that if you were curious about it, this would be the time to jump on. Um, a lot of the improvements are coming to the base game as well uh, to go alongside this expansion, but the expansion doesn't seem like it's that expensive. So it's like if this if you ever were curious and you waited. For the them to iron out all the bugs and problems with Cyberpunk, this seems to be the time to jump on. You mean almost like they should have taken a whole other uh, year to, re- well, to release it? That was two. Years oh, that was ago. two years ago. Yeah. Ugh. 
It's been a while, but yeah, um, it's good to see that the CG CD Project Red figured it out and finally figured out what they did. The, the good thing about them, and I think this was part of the conversation back when the bugs and stuff was the big story, is that they do take the time to work on their games. Mm -hmm. They did this with The Witcher 3 before, yep. and they did it here. And they well, did the, the due Witcher diligence. Witcher 3's had several DLCs with it, too. Yeah. So it's like, I think the lesson learned here is no, games should not come out that broken. But two, if they do, you do the work and you fix it. And I think they did it. And it sounds like there's good stuff in here. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. We also had Obsidian come up on stage and share more on their upcoming game, Avowed. Yeah, the basically the big big thing we learned here is is that yes, does it look like Skyrim? Yes, but apparently, does it have the depth of Skyrim? No. Apparently, what they're doing with Avowed is it's going to be a similar to approach uh, their to their approach with um, um, the out, Outer Worlds. Okay. Where it's similar to a Bethesda RPG, but it's much smaller in scope. So this is not going to be a billion-hour experience. It's going to be a smaller, more focused, like, 20 to 30-hour experience, hmm. is what they've said. Which could be interesting. I like a Skyrim-esque game, like that kind of approach to a first-person RPG. Uh, Avowed could be a version of that that's more manageable and respects your time a little more. <laughs> Especially when, we'll talk about it later... Uh, Starfield is the exact opposite of that. Yep. So yeah, Avowed seems neat, and I love Obsidian, and I like what they do. I see. They also announced a free-to-play game called The First Descendant, yeah. which will launch later this year. Not sure exactly what that is, but it could be neat. Uh, let's see here. Uh, well, this is important. Game, place, or, so game Studio Stoic offered a deeper dive into their Xbox Game Pass Day 1 title, Powerborn. Yeah. Hi-Fi Rush gets a new arcade challenge update next month. I just realized something. This is the extended recap. Yeah. This was not the first show. Uh, okay. I was wondering what this stuff was. I was like, wait, half of this stuff I don't remember. Yes, yeah, extended. Sorry, we're getting, uh, we're putting the, the, the cart before the horse here. We're actually going reverse chronological. This actually happened a couple days after the main show. Okay. Um, so we should probably press rewind. And back up to what happened on Sunday. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We pulled up the wrong recap. <laughs> that's funny. They did show Cyberpunk, though, at the show. So that's why I was confused. Here we go. All right. So, yeah. Fable. <laughs> Fable was the first thing. This is how they opened yes. it. They showed off. Um, they said it was an engine, but that's not gameplay. Mm -hmm. They showed basically in-engine cutscenes from the new Fable. This is the Playground Games reboot of the series. They showed a female protagonist, although I assume that you probably will be able to choose um, when yes. you start, uh, choose a gender. Um, they showed uh, the IT crowd's dude, the, the IT crowd dude. Aoti. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a star Richard in, in some sort of supporting role as a giant. Um, it seems like it has a, a good British sense of humor. It does evoke a lot of what that original series had. It uh, seems like it could be neat. It's just we haven't seen any mm -hmm. actual gameplay yet. Uh, there's also the Xbox exclusive South of Midnight from Compulsion Games. Yeah, this is the first Compulsion Games release after they got picked up by Microsoft. Mm -hmm. No gameplay of this either. This was also just an in-engine cutscene. But man, did that strike a vibe. I was watching this with Christy, and Christy was even like, man, that actually looks like a cool look. Um, <laughs> seems like very uh, very inspired by uh, like a kind of a southern storytelling vibe. Uh, the American South, I should specify. Yes. And it seems like a neat 
thing that games haven't touched on. And if this is, uh, like, I don't know what kind of game this is, but if it keeps those vibes, I think it'd be cool. I'll say, didn't Red Dead Redemption 2 touch on it with, like, uh, Sandinine? Not really, because that's the West. That's very clearly in the kind of the Western expansion, kind of cowboy kind of era. This is different. Okay. This is a different vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a new Star Wars game. Yeah. Uh, by Ubisoft. Yeah, Ubisoft's open world Star Wars game, Outlaws. So they went more in depth with this in their own Ubisoft Forward presentation. But what we saw in the Microsoft presentation was basically another an engine cutscene mm-hmm. um, that kind of showcased the vibe of what to expect. I've heard good things about this. Uh, it seems like it's a cool take on being a Star Wars outlaw and kind of being a smuggler, kind of a Han Solo type character. You mean no Jedi in here? It's not about the Jedi for once. <laughs> I know, amazing. For now. That's all we know. For now. It yeah. probably will be. Uh, let's see. There's also announcement of 33 Immortals, a co-op action roguelike. And hence the name. Co-op up to 33 players. You have 33 friends? I certainly don't. No, I know 33 <laughs> anonymous people that would probably jump on a server. So yeah, this looked neat. It looked kind of like a, a Hades-esque roguelike game that you can play with a bunch of friends. Uh, up to 33 of your friends. Yeah. Uh, there's also a Payday 3. Yes. Uh, I definitely thought they had already made a Payday 3. And yes. so I was t- telling Christy, it's like, is this 4? Did they make 3 of these? And then when the 3 came up, I was like, oh, that's right. They're still on 3. They're, still on, they're only made 2. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, these, this has a cult following. Payday mm-hmm. 2 is a huge game with a big audience, yep. and so might as well play I remember, playing a, I remember playing a lot of Payday 2. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I've never touched a Payday game. It's I mean, it's fun. It's also very fast. Yeah. I think that's why I liked it a lot. Heists. Yes. You love a heist. Yep. Uh, let's see. We had uh, the previously announced Persona yes. 3. We talked about the leak last Leaks. week. Uh, but this was confirmed. Um, so those are both coming in Game Pass. Uh, both Persona 3 Reload and uh, Persona 5 Tactica. Yep. There's also a Sea of Thieves Monkey Island crossover. Yeah, this was a surprise. Uh, in tandem with Lucasfilm's games. Um, yeah, they'll just, they'll just straight up Sea of Thieves in the, the with all the characters that you love for the Monkey Island franchise. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a good idea. Uh, there's also a new Microsoft Flight Simulator for yes. Game Pass. Updated for the current year. Yes, uh, but that's not the biggest part about that announcement. The biggest no. part was, well, no, not at the Dune thing. Yes, yes, it was. It's Dune <laughs> in November. But that's not the big thing. The big okay. thing was is that now there seems to be some uh, single-player campaign stuff you can do. You can do jobs as planes. You can rescue people from mountains. You can put out fires. You can, like, all, like, also, like be a VIP uh, 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 jet uh, pilot for celebrities. <laughs> It seemed like there's a lot now campaign-esque single-player missions that you can do in Flight Simulator. Seems awesome. And all your stuff that you've bought or have from the previous game will be brought over to 2024. Well, that's a nice quality of life. It is. It's nice that they kept that stuff. Uh, let's see here. They also had Hellblade 2. Yeah, new trailer for new Hellblade trailer. 2. Still looks like that game. Yep. Uh, new... Yakuza game, Like a Dragon, yes. Infinite Wealth. This is eight. This is the f- proper next uh, installment in the Like a Dragon, formerly Yakuza uh, series. And yeah, uh, it seems to take place in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of the English will be spoken in this game <laughs> uh, compared to the previous games. And Infinite Wealth is a funny name, and it was a very funny trailer. I feel like that's the easy thing now. Once you get to eight, you just turn it sideways. Yeah. Mario Kart did. Yep. <laughs> 
Uh, you don't need to talk about Fallout 76. No, I was going to skip that. <laughs> Uh, to Capcom yes. with a new game. They're announcing an exclusive uh, to Xbox that will be on Game Pass Day 1 called Kunitsu Gami Path of the Goddess. Uh, this seems neat. Uh, and the fact that Capcom made a deal like this with uh, Microsoft is surprising. Mm-hmm. They went into more depth, I believe, in their, in their presentation. Sure. Yep. Uh, the next Forza is up, Forza Motorsport, yep. which turns 10. No, turn 10 is the developer. Turn 10. Oh, turn 10. <laughs> It's funny though, uh, but yeah, finally, uh, Forza Motorsport the reboot will be out yes. soon. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online Necrom coming to Game Pass coming to Game Pass. Uh, Overwatch Two we can skip. Yeah, skip. We already talked about Tactica. Yeah. and there's your Starfield. So we'll talk about more Starfield at the end of this, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, was this Juice? Juice on. Uh, by Don't Nod. Uh, we talked about Don't Nod briefly yes. last week. Well, this is. Uh, their new big game, um, it will be a Game Pass Day 1 announced, uh, 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 confirmed as well. Chrissy was really interested in this because basically it's climbing the game. <laughs> if you like climbing and rock climbing and stuff, this is all about climbing a giant mountain. And it seems really cool. Or at least what you can assume is a giant mountain. Yeah, who knows what it may be. Uh, let's see here. Another Game Pass edition called Still Wakes the Deep. Yeah, seems okay. It's like it takes place on an oil rig. <laughs> like a horror game on an oil rig. Uh, City Skylines 2 got announced, a sequel to City Skylines. A new uh, game by the uh, a Persona team called Metaphor Re-Fantasio, which is a fantasy take on kind of a Persona-style uh, gameplay. Uh, Persona so heads are very doing, excited about that. So they're doing a reverse Final Fantasy? Yeah, actually, well, no, kind of actually doing what Final Fantasy 16 is doing. Moving away from modern stuff and moving, leaning hard into medieval fantasy kind of stuff. Yeah, but, uh... You, you missed that they're going back instead of doing something new. Okay. I guess. I don't know. All right. Uh, see, we also had a reveal from In Exile Entertainment. Um, yeah, Clockwork Revolution, <laughs> which looks suspiciously like Bioshock yeah, Infinite. Infinite. Yes. It was weird. I was I could have sworn there were moments where I was like, that looked exactly like that original trailer <laughs> for Bioshock Infinite. But then again... Can you believe it's been 10 years since Bioshock Infinite? Has it been 10 years? 2013? 2013. <laughs> I remember playing a lot of Bioshock Infinite. Oh, I, I liked it when it came out. It's not aged well. Uh, but <laughs> a new game that takes that kind of concept of a steampunk um, society and puts up an RPG shooter on it, it could be interesting. It could oh, be see, yeah, I, that's not the part that I liked. This is a time travel stuff that I liked. I mean, yes, yes. of course. That, uh, and yeah. then new Xbox Series S Carbon Black Edition yeah. with the one terabyte. If you want one that looks like the, the Series X, you could finally have one. Yes. And yeah, uh, cranking up the terabyte also cranked up the price by $50. And I saw a lot of people being like, well, every increment you make it more expensive, it gets closer to the Series X. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. They could just buy a Series X for $50 more. It does seem like a weird pricing question. Yeah. And then a 45-minute... Okay. Gameplay deep dive into Starfield. So Starfield, um, I'll try to be brief here. Um, it is everything but the kitchen sink, but with the kitchen sink. Um, you can do so much in this game. So they broke down every single little bit of the thing. They took their sweet time breaking down every element of gameplay here. Um, I thought the coolest stuff was about, like, it seems like they took everything from No Man's Sky and slapped it into a Bethesda game. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of... The planets being like infinite options, but 
there being story content that's the same for everybody somewhere on that planet. So you'll have similar experiences to other players, but you may not run into them at the same place that they did. Mm. It's a neat concept. Uh, I like some of the stuff they showed off with uh, ship customization. The combat looks fun. Uh, looks like they refined the shooting a little bit more. There's no equivalent to a slowdown time mechanic like that's in Fallout, but it doesn't seem like you need to because it seems like the shooting is that much better. There's a lot of options, a lot of things you can do. The space flight stuff looks good, but maybe complicated. The fact that you have to Star Wars TIE Fighter style manage shields <laughs> like and like put power to engines and stuff, depending on what you're tuned. I think that will maybe be a little complicated for people who are just coming into it and expecting like an arcade shooter kind of experience. So there's a lot of questions about like if you're trying to cater to every audience... Who's going to, like, what are people going to settle with what they want to do? But I guess that's the idea, is they want people to find the game where they find it. Mm -hmm. So you could do the whole thing just mainlining the campaign stuff. You do the whole thing in space, doing space exploration. You do the whole thing, like, all sorts of ways, it seems. So the fact that they're presenting so many options seems like this game is, like, impossibly massive. And the fact that this is Game Pass is wild. Like, you can just play all of it. So um, I'm excited to check it out. I, I feel like this is the thing that convinced me, like, all right, I'm on board. I'm on board for Starfield. I'll try what they have. I'll figure it out what part of it I want to enjoy because it seemed like it's a game about that kind of options. I feel like it may be too many options. <laughs> Does this, uh, as somebody who is outside of the Xbox e- ex- ecosystem, is this something that could convince you otherwise? Like, does this, does this get to maybe convince you to pick up a Series S? I mean, if I pick up a series, it would be just to play Star... Or just to get yeah. uh, Game Pass. Uh, it's, yeah, since it's on Game Pass. Honestly, it might be worth it. Because, like, there's just so much stuff uh, on there. And Starfield by itself I mean, is I probably... carbon <laughs> version. Yeah, I know. I mean, they're almost... It's like these two things actually seem to be, uh, like, related. If you think about how big of a release Starfield is. I mean, this is there's a reason why they have one game coming out this fall. Because it's all you need. Mm-hmm. This thing looks like it's got content for days, months, years. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, yeah. like, did this convince you? Like, is this something that you would want to try out? I don't know, because, like, I mean, you mentioned No Man's Sky, and I was yeah. hyped for that game when it yeah. came out, and then you kind of bounced right off of it until the updates came. Yeah. I think the last thing I'll say about Starfield, because we've already kind of gone long, um, is... If they can pull it off, this will be amazing. This will be like a game of the year candidate if all of this stuff works like it, they say it will and is as bottomless and endless as it looks like it. But Bethesda does not have a great track record about releasing games yep. in a non-buggy state. If uh, the Xbox head Matt Booty, yes, laugh about Matt Booty's name, um, is to be believed, he says that if it was released today, he said this on the, the Giant Bomb couch, they did their kind of E3 couch yeah. stuff where they had him and uh, Phil Spencer on and did an interview. And Matt Booty said that if he, he says if they released it today, that day that he was doing the interview, that it would still be the least, like, the least buggy and problematic Bethesda release that they've ever put out. I'm like, wow, that's impressive. And that thing's coming out in September. So, like, they have even more time to kind of iron stuff out. Three months. So if he's to be believed, this thing's going to run pretty well. I mean in 30 frames per second on the Xbox yes. Series X. And people are mad about I that. I saw that. Not a huge deal. And then people pointed to the Switch and said, 
But y'all like this at 30 frames per second. But that's the thing, is that I think that people believed that the Series X was powerful enough that this would that the 40, uh, 4K 60 would be the norm. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be the case moving forward as you get these games that are designed to be high-quality next-gen experiences. I feel like the day of the 40K 60 is over, starting with Starfield. So don't get your hopes up, people. <laughs> anyway, I think it's cool. I'm excited to try this out in a few months. Um... Because this will probably be my fault. And I'm ready for that. You just got to suffer through three months of, I don't know. Um, of more Diablo. Probably. Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> Diablo Street Fighter. It'll keep me busy for a while. Anyway. All right. Anyways, that That's was Microsoft. Microsoft. Yeah. Good showing, I yeah. think, overall. I mean, so if you're into Starfield as you are, it sounds like. Uh, there, is also, there is also a new controller and headset <laughs> geared for it. As yeah. Well. Neat it's idea. a skin for it. It's, it's neat. Yeah. It's neat. All right. But anyway. they were the only ones with the showcase. Yeah, Ubisoft also had a thing. Uh, really, we kind of already covered it. Uh, yeah. They showed more Outlaws. They got 10 minutes of gameplay in there. Open world kind of traditional Ubisoft experience, but with uh, a lot of Star Wars uh, 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 flavored stuff. Also, I like the main character. I think her design is really cool. Like, she seems like a really neat protagonist to play as. Uh, uh, they also had a release date for Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, which yes. is in December. It's December 7th, so that'll be an end-of-the-year game. Uh, this seems even more of a traditional Ubisoft open world. I saw a lot of Far Cry comparisons, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, but with the unique approach of the Avatar world and the stuff you can do in Avatar. Um, it looked better than I think people expected it to. Uh, there's also a new Prince of Persia. Mm-hmm. We talked about this last week. Yeah, we they showed it off week. at the Sony show. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, this is that side-scrolling approach to Prince of Persia. Brings it kind of back to the origins of the series. Yeah, we also talked about Mirage last week Yep, Assassin's well. Creed Mirage. They showed more of that. That comes out on October 12th. Yep. Uh, they showed off their VR version, Assassin's Creed Nexus. Sure. Somebody wants this. As well as a Assassin's Creed codename Jade. Yes, this is the uh, one that's set in China. Yes, the customization, and, uh, custom assassin. A mobile game. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, let's see here. The Crew Motorfest. It's a release date of September. Yes, who wanted a new crew game? Raise your hands. <laughs> no idea. Uh, let's see here. They also have new anime coming to Netflix, called Captain Laserhawk, colon, a blood dragon. Yeah, based on the Far Cry 3 blood dragon expansion from a decade ago. Yep. Does anybody remember this? Because I hope they're, like, I guess they're relying on somebody like me to remember what that was. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know who that's for. I don't know. Uh, they also announced that the Skull and Bones closed <laughs> beta. Finally! Somebody can play that game, sort of. It's coming in August, full over three days. <laughs> Another mobile game, this time based on the division. Yep. Uh, and then a bunch of other smaller stuff. Yep. Jet Set Radio. Um, other stuff. I think there was rumors that they're working on a new. Well, don't um, be, get people ex- excited. A Jet Set Radio theme for uh, for um, for Roller Champions, not a new Jet Set Radio game. They don't own those rights. That's a Sega. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I was saying that there's rumors that they're working on a third. Uh, South Park game. Yeah, I can well. see that. I can see that happening. Um, 
I'm not sure if it's going to be 2D or if they're going to go to a more 3D environment, kind of open world based, but... Yeah, I don't know. We'll I don't know see. what you do. We'll see where they go, because they already covered their, um, like, fantasy elements and then their superhero elements. <laughs> yeah, what do you do next? I don't know. I don't know what you do next with that. Only Trey Parker and Matt Stone know. Yeah. All right, that was Ubisoft. So and, just mostly gameplay of stuff we knew about. Yep. And lastly, we'll talk about Capcom real brief here in, yeah. in like five minutes if we can. <laughs> uh, Dragon's Dogma 2 gets a deeper uh, gameplay trailer. It sure is a sequel to Dragon's Dogma. Yep. Uh, Pragmata delayed indefinitely. I guess this was announced two years ago and we haven't seen anything about it. And now they just said like, hey, it's still happening, but it's not coming anytime soon. Well, I mean, if they never put out an announcement right. of like when they expected it to release, it's just infinitely <laughs> coming soon. Yeah. Uh, there's also an announcement of Ace Attorney's number four, five, and six getting HD remastered. Yeah. Called the Apollo Justice. This follows the uh, the first collection of the first three games. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. if you never played those DS uh, games, then, then they're all here collected for you. Um, yep, that's including of, let's see here, that's... Apollo Justice, Justice. then Dual Destinies, and then Spirit of Justice. Yes. So the Apollo Justice games, technically, even though Phoenix Wright does show up in a couple of them. Right. Uh, Let's see, we also have a new trailer for Exoprimal. Yeah. And it's going to get a battle pass. The dinosaur game thing. Yeah. Dino hunting game. Yep. Uh, there's also a ghost, ghost trick demo available now. Yeah, this is a remaster of the the I, what was that on? DS ghost trick game. I believe that was a DS game. Um, coming on everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talking about the Knutsi? Yep, we talked about that. Uh, Mega Man Ten Dive no, Offline. X Dive off, Offline. Ten <laughs> Mega Man Ten Dive Offline. <laughs> no. Different because Mega Man X is the franchise. Okay, Mega Man Cross. No, die uh, offline. <laughs> anyway, I think that was it. That's pretty much it. Um, there was some other smaller stuff. Uh, Christy really wanted me to talk about the Wholesome Direct. I'm not gonna have time. Uh, look that up if that's the kind of jam. If you like farming games and yes. quaint wholesome games and cozy stuff, check that out. There's actually a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, actually, if you want to look her up. Uh, she's Christy, uh, no, she's Broccolini44, I believe, on Twitch. She did a stream of a few of those uh, demos uh, from the Wholesome Direct. Yeah, and yeah. one of the developers of one of the games she was playing, Bubblegum Galaxy, hopped on her stream and chatted with her. Hey. Yeah, to say, like, hey, I'm glad you're enjoying the game. And actually helped her, helped them find a bug because there was a, a character she was trying to speak to and that wasn't working, like the dialogue box wasn't yeah. popping up. And so she, they were like, oh, that's a problem. We're going to work on it. <laughs> it was very cute. It was a very cute moment. I was like, I've never had a, a dev talk to me on a ch- on the stream. And Christy does it the third For, time she streamed. <laughs> now, now she can add um, Playtester to her resume. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, the Wholesome Direct was cool. Check that out if you want to. Uh, the Day of the Devs happened. A bunch of indie stuff was shown there. That's the thing that Double Fine puts on alongside Microsoft. Um, the There was a PC showcase. So yeah, there's a lot more we only scratched the surface of. Um, so yeah, look up game coverage and you'll look up all that. We unfortunately do not have time to get into all of it. Yes, because we have to move on to television. We do. So let's move over to television by starting with what we always start with, which is the Sports Corner. 
We have champions, folks. Two big championships happen, and we have winners. The NBA champion this year has, is, of course, the Denver Nuggets. Congratulations to Nikola Jokic. Yes, who maybe wants to be there, maybe just wants to go home. I think he just wants to go. I don't think he realized how long the playoffs are. Yeah, I think I don't think so. He just wants to go home. And you know what? I feel you. Well, it's because in the normal season, you play one game and you go on to the next team. Right. You play one game and you go on to the next team. When you play the same team yeah. seven times, or at least even five times yeah. in a row. Ask anybody in baseball. They'll tell you. They're like, yeah, this is normal for baseball. Normal for us. Yeah. But yeah, uh, congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. Um, it was always kind of meant to be that way. Well, they were the number one team. Yeah. Of the West, going up against number eight team in the Heat from the East. I see a lot of talk about this being the beginning of a dynasty. Do you think that they can do it again, turn it around next next year? Um, I'm going to say no because oh. Nikola Jokic does not want to play this oh, long into so June. You think he wants to go home permanently? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I don't think he wants, like, now that he's realized how long it takes just to win a trophy. <laughs> he's not going to do it. He's yet. like, well, I did it. You got your trophy. I just want to play basketball and go back home. Damn. Well, we'll see, I guess. Meanwhile, in the NHL, get ready to boo. Your champions were, of course, the Los Angeles... Or the Los Angeles, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. Don't attempt you there. The Las Vegas Golden Knights in only its sixth season existing. Boo. <laughs> so, yes. In case you didn't realize or understand why people hate Vegas, compare <laughs> Denver Nuggets waiting 47 years for a championship yeah. to the Golden Knights... Six. Waiting six years. I mean, they had an advantage. That expansion draft gave them a lot of great players. Yes. And, yeah. That was six season, six years ago, though. But so. still, though, that DNA cons- is consistent. Yes. People play a while, and, yeah, like, it was meant to, it was, it was going to happen. It was bound to happen at some point. Well, you know, I mean, they won it because they got there t- in their first year. Thankfully, they didn't win in their first year. Yeah, the silver lining, or the golden lining here, is <laughs> that... Hey, Las Vegas has a championship, and they're a town that has not had sports teams, like major sports teams, for a while. So congratulations. Well, for their second championship because the WNBA, yes. Las Vegas Aces, won last year as Right. Well. So congratulations. Actually, a couple weeks ago. I think they ended in summer, right? Yeah. But yeah, I think that the thing, that's why I don't feel too bad about this, is like, yeah, say what you will about the Golden Knights and the legitimacy of their, of their victory. But... Yes. I think it's cool for Las Vegas because this is relatively new for them. It's a new feeling. Yes, and it's cool because Jonathan Quick gets another championship. There you go. And Alex Martinez gets another championship. Meanwhile, it's time for U.S. Open golf. Well, meanwhile, um, it's just baseball now. All the big sports. Sports is over largely. Yes, this is what they call the dog days of summer as we get into June and July before football returns in preseason in August. And then during the All-Star break, no sports. Yes. No sports will happen. Your favorite day of the year. Yes. Where no sports, no sports happen. happens. And the ESPYs happen. <laughs> yeah, the ESPYs. Manly Man Tears. Get Manly ready for that. Who's coming soon. But anyways, yes. So golf has been in the news for reasons we talked about last week. But yes. unrelated to all that is the U.S. Open. Yes. The 123rd U.S. Open. Yes. You're going to be checking this out. Um, it is at the Los Angeles Country Club. Hey, you could drive up. I could, but <laughs> it is a very, very super exclusive country uh, club. Yeah, you can't get in. <laughs> I'll tell you how exclusive it is. Not even professionals on the PGA Tour Ooh, have played on this. Damn. Uh, like, they're, they're talking about how they were watching flyover YouTube videos of each hole in order to study it because 
they haven't played on it. Damn. Why yeah. it's here, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll see. But yeah, the Los Angeles Country Club. Uh, it's happening this weekend. Um, I should have pulled up whatever Hoover was leading. <laughs> golf people. Yes. U.S. Open golf. Not to be sure with the U.S. Open of tennis. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Fowler, currently your leader at minus 10. By the way, I would have been confused, but the reason why I knew it was because I saw a real stupid ad with uh, Will Arnett and... Um, um, What's his name? Uh, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. And yes. I was like, oh, okay. I saw it literally yesterday, and so I knew that that's what this was referring to. Oh, because I didn't say of golf. <laughs> no, you never knew. I thought pretty Los Angeles Country Club. Yeah, that also was a good hint, I think. Uh, yes, but uh, Shafafli is two off, and Rory McElroy also two off, tied yep. for third. Yep, there you go. But yeah, um, great, like, first day opening. Everyone sucked the second day when they moved the pins and, yeah. like, actual, like, weather was involved. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. But, hey, it's supposed to be sunny. It's supposed to be beautiful in yeah. L.A. this Pretty weekend. LA. Um, should be some good golf. All right. Looking forward also, to it. Also, if you want to hear announcers talk about <laughs> Barrancas <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Do I? They talk about the Barrancas in this thing. Explain so. what that is. Because so, I feel like there's going to be people who are like, what the hell are you so doing? For, for, so those of you who don't want to Google it or just don't know, <laughs> uh, Barranca is basically a dried up waterbed. Okay. But because it's a dried up waterbed, if your ball goes into there, uh-huh. it may be dirt, it may be <laughs> mud, who knows what kind of uh, type of hazard would be in the Barranca. <laughs> Is that why that street in Irvine is named it? Yes, it is. Okay, that makes so much more sense now. I was wondering what Veronica meant. Now I know. All right, let's stop talking about Veronica's. Let's move on All right. to tennis. Speaking of tennis. Yes. Novak Djokovic won the French Open and now breaks the tie with Rafael Nadal to win 23 Grand Slams. Congratulations. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, number one ranked Iga Swiatek won the French Open. Uh, yep. Uh, she won the women's. She was also ranked number one. And just like the NBA and the NHL, <laughs> number one number one seed takes, takes, yeah, takes it this year, which bodes badly for uh, uh, the baseball teams we want to win. Anyway, <laughs> hey, there's still time to play number time. one seeds. Still time. We just keep winning. Yes. Uh, <laughs> keep upsetting these people. Next up is speaking of baseball, college baseball has reached the College World Series. So last week we talked about Oklahoma yeah. winning the softball. Well, now it's the men's turn. Now it's the men's turn. TCU, Oral Roberts, Florida, Virginia, Wake Forest, Stanford, LSU, and Tennessee are in competition here. Yep, and that takes place <laughs> this week. Um, I think we should have our championship by next uh, by next Friday. Or cool. It's either one or two week. Um, playoff but they play they each play three games to try and like break it off i might check this out i would love to watch some uh some college uh yeah college world series baseball yeah through so through the 26 so we won't have our champion but yeah. we will know who will be playing for the world series very exciting so check that out and then lastly in sports news i had to move this you actually had this in the wrong spot so i moved it down oh, to I, the end of your list okay uh the usfl final weekend before the playoffs is upon us the Birmingham Stallions are the only team so far to clinch their playoff spot. And as I mentioned three yeah, weeks ago, sucks. <laughs> there's a great division between yes. the South, just 
come so the South completely wrecking everyone. And the only reason Brand Stallions are in is because they have two losses. Everyone else has three losses in their division. Yeah. So this is literally a winner go home situation for them. Meanwhile, on the north side, no one has a plus five hundred record. Yet <laughs> two of those teams will be into the playoffs. Damn. <laughs> USFL, but, it's still, you know, it's baby, it's it's baby steps for this league. They're still but learning. as we saw uh, with the XFL, yeah. even a team with a losing record right, could win. Could win the championship. <laughs> Man, if both of that if both of those leagues have that happen this year, it'd be really, really funny. <laughs> really, really funny. All right. Let's move into television news unless there's anything about sports. Well, I mean, they're over. So I mean the only thing <laughs> so baseball, we once again get your all star ballots in. Uh, we won't be Constantly checking in on who's leading no. the home run race. But Otani is getting there, is what we will say. <laughs> he's at number one right now. But only because Ty. Pete Alonso is on pause because he's hurt. Yes, but, tied uh, with Pete Alonso. Yeah, but yeah, Otani could take over the lead this weekend. Yep, a pitcher yes. could be your home run leader. I mean, it's happened before <laughs> with Otani <laughs> and no one else. All right, let's move on to television news. First story a little update about Wheel of Fortune, weirdly enough. So, game shows at company at 7 o'clock at night. Yeah, you know. Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune, back-to-back, kind of staples. Yeah, you're probably wondering, like, wait a minute, Media Bowl podcast, talking about Wheel of Fortune, that's not right, they should be talking about Jeopardy! Yes. Well, uh, weirdly enough, this was a big story this week because of, that, like, what actual impact this has on television history. The time has finally come, says host Pat Sajak. He's decided that his 41st season, which begins in September, will be his last Quote, it's been a wonderful ride, and I'll have more to say in the coming months. Many thanks to you all, he said via Twitter. Sajak, age 76, has presided over the game show since 1981, when he took over duties from Chuck Woolery, who was the show's first host when it debuted in 75. Sajak will continue to serve as a consultant on the show for three years after his retirement as the host. What did they do? Do they just put Vanna White as the host? That's what the internet is saying that they want that should happen. I think that's the move. You put you move Vanna White into the the hosting job, and they give the um, Vanna White position to Vanna White's daughter, or no, not Vanna White's daughter, Pat Sajak's daughter, who's already been showing up on the show all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's what you do. That's what you do. I think it's a good move. Will they do that? Do you think that that's realistic, or do they get somebody else? They get another white guy to do it. <laughs> um. I don't know. I think Anthony Anderson would be kind of good right. one here. I could see it. A little, little different flavor for that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't, a lot of people are, are, are. The internet is championing both Vanna White and Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey would be funny. I don't want either. I mean, <laughs> I don't want Steve Harvey. You already has judged Steve Harvey. I think he's too too much on ABC. I'm fine with Vanna White doing it. When somebody guesses wrong, you don't want him to go. Like, <laughs> yes. The Steve Harvey face. Well, especially like at the very end. Yeah. It's like, you were so close. <laughs> and then, no, you weren't. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Also, like, I think I would said be fine with it. Uh, honestly, I, I'm okay with this because, you know, Pat Sajak, even though he's been on there forever, he's kind of a weirdo. Kind of a weird guy. Yeah. Kind of done with him. I'm, I think it's good that he's moving on. I mean, Jeopardy moved on. Yep. Pat Sajak well, I mean, on. unfortunately, they had to. Yes. You know, <laughs> it's a little different situation here. This is him retiring, not, you know, like. Okay. Different. Uh, Price of Right. Price of Right moved on. That is true. That is true. So, Pat Sajak can uh, move on with Wheel of Fortune. And uh, he can yeah. move on. Yeah, he'll still be on yeah. as a consultant 
for the next three years. But yeah, his hosting duties. Hopefully they don't do the celebrity thing where they just rotate different people. Yeah. It's not that hard to host. <laughs> yeah, think. Anyway, our next story is uh, a, not, a, I guess, a huge surprise, but um, a little bit of a surprise. A follow-up, I guess. Yeah, the Golden Globes have been subject of much controversy over the last handful of years. Especially with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Yes, the Press Association kind of was under fire for a while uh, about having, like, a non-diverse staff, um... Maybe uh, being like a, a subject of wait, are they are these awards bought and sold? Like kind of questions over the last mm-hmm. handful of years. Well, the Golden Globes announced on Monday that they will no longer be associated with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association because the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is shutting down. What? What? The annual award ceremony was bought by Eldridge Industries alongside Dick Clark Productions. They have acquired all of the Golden Globes' assets, rights, and properties from the Foreign Press Association and intend to establish a new Golden Globe Foundation through which it will continue entertainment-related charitable giving. So they won't just be an entity to run an award show. Mm-hmm. They will also at least have the charity arm continue that part of the business. Which is what a lot of people liked about the Golden yeah, Globes. It was the, it was the only thing about the Golden Globes because really, without it, it doesn't need to exist. Mm-hmm. So the brand new management of the 81st Golden Globe Award are now scheduled for Sunday, January 7th, 2024. No broadcasting partner has been announced quite yet. I would imagine it's ABC. Dick Clark Productions <laughs> traditionally does their stuff on ABC. But with the recent move of the um, American Music Awards being kind of revamped, mm-hmm. that is even an, uh, open, uh, open to interpretation. No one knows what's going to happen there either. So this kind of puts uh, Dick Clark Productions with a lot of question marks about what they will do. I mean, this is Ryan Seacrest's Dick Clark yes. Productions, so yeah, it makes sense it's going to be on ABC. It makes sense if Ryan Seacrest is going to host. I, I could see that, but I could also see him take a step back and just do a producing role. Just do a producing role, role yeah. Uh, and then focus on what else, what he does more. Um, yeah, otherwise, I think this is ultimately a good thing. I don't love the Dick Clark Productions stuff. I mean, I... I feel like we talked about this with the AMAs. They kind of always felt like a sham because it was really just ABC being like, we needed Grammys. Yeah. So this feels a little bit weird. I mean, isn't that the whole point of Dick Clark Productions producing it in the first place? Yeah, it feels a little bit weird, but at the same time, I'm glad that the Golden Globe Awards are no longer have the baggage of being associated with the Foreign Press Association. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a mixed story. Yep. So that's news in the television world. Meanwhile, the writers are still on strike. Yes. No word about the DGA. No word about the DGA yet. I didn't see anything. And also no and advancements with the SAG-AFTRA. SAG-AFTRA has until June 30th, okay. but the there month. was an article saying that they will continue negotiations past that deadline. Okay. So we may not see a strike through July 4th. Okay. They may do it the Wednesday after, just to, yeah. like not put spotlight on around 4th of July. So that's your strike update. Um, meanwhile, that's it for television news. So you watched one thing. We'll just have, we'll just talk about the one thing you finished. We'll talk about the one thing we finished. Um, I am currently watching Class of 09 and The Lazarus Project. Um, Class of 09 is FX and Hulu mm-hmm. about the FBI. Um, there's two episodes left in the season. I'll talk about that when it wraps up. Very intriguing. It's got a, like, both like a past, present, and future kind of vibe to it. Okay. Uh, but Kate Mara and Brian Tyree Henry. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent in this. Cool. Cool. 
Uh, the Lazarus Project is the other thing I'm watching. It's been promoted heavily because of NBA <laughs> right. finals on TNT. Yeah. Uh, this is actually a Sky British TV production oh. uh, that is getting a U.S. release here. Got it. It is about a, a secret organization that is able to time travel back to a specific date once a year. Well, not once a year, but like to a specific time every year in order to prevent natural or in order to prevent world catastrophe um, disasters, mainly World War Three or uh, like it, mass extermination. That they have a button, a mysterious button that says, if we don't, like, on July 1st, if we do not have, um, that should might be June 1st, if we do not, like, solve this issue by June 1st, we can try again. Or huh. if there's a mass extermination, we can just try again, and everything will reset to the previous year's June 1st. Not like a full time travel show, but enough of, like, a tenant esque situation where you can go back, where this secret society is able to go back and start over from a certain point in time every year. Okay. But what happens when something bad happens to one of the officers and they really, really, really want to push the button to prevent it from happening, but it's not a world-ending event. Uh-oh. That's kind of your basic premise. You'll have to watch the show to find out. Yeah. So you can talk about that more next week. I'll talk about more of that. I mean, it, that's one of those where, like, I like the concept. I like the premise. I don't know how much I'm going to yeah. finish it, yeah. but I like it enough to continue watching. All right. But the one thing you did finish watching. And the one thing that the internet is very talking about is the new season of Black Mirror. Season, season six. six. Right, yeah, for yes. the Netflix stuff. Five. Five? Five new Black Mirror episodes dropped. Okay. Um, while some people are on the internet are saying not a bad one in the bunch, hmm. I kind of disagree. Any instant classics? Like any San Junipero's in here? Or no? Yes. Joan is awful. Instant classic. Oh, okay. Uh, Lock Henry. Instant classic. Those are the first two episodes. All right. A lot of people are praising the Aaron Paul um, Beyond the Sea one. I am not. One, <laughs> it's 90 minutes instead of the usual hour. Two... If you didn't really see that twist coming of what the hell was going to happen, <laughs> then that's on you. <laughs> it was literally laid out there beat for beat like there's no way this is going to end well. I see this is not going to end well. I see what it is that you're trying to do here, but also you know this is not going to end well here. <laughs> and it went exactly beat for beat how I thought it was going to end. So it wasn't that shocking. And even the build-up intention wasn't that... Interesting enough to keep me like, oh, this is like a great television. No, this is like you had a story, but you're kind of like trying to front end it with the excuse of why this story's happening. Okay. Um, and then the next one is uh, Maisie Day about a paparazzi in Hollywood. Scarlet. Starlet. Starlet. Scarlet. Starlet and name named Scarlet. Scarlet the Starlet. Yes. And when you Starlet. Scarlet. Um, <laughs> Where paparazzi are trying to get photos of her. I like the entire thing was trying to say about the industry. I liked everything about it. Except the twist in the third act. Because nowhere is it ever hinted that this is what's going to happen. Nowhere is it ever hinted <laughs> that this is like the world that we live in. It just comes completely out of nowhere. And it doesn't work. Like I get what they're trying to do by the ending. Um, with... Um, with the line, shoot me, 
because paparazzi and guns. Yeah. It's like the same thing. Like, ha, ha. like the uh, like the old joke, like uh, or old joke or riddle of a man goes to the county fair and shoots the prize-winning cow and walks away, and no one stops him. Right, right, right. Because he shoots him because he's a photographer. The photographer. <laughs> <laughs> same thing right. happens here. I won't spoil what the twist is, but I didn't like it because it literally came out of nowhere. So a mixed bag of a season, it sounds like. Yes. Even the last one, uh, Devil 79, uh, takes place in, I believe it's 1979, because everything's just like that, Uh, and about preventing the apocalypse. Would you believe a devil (laughs) talking to you that if you don't kill three people... In three days, that the apocalypse would happen. Now, do you know he's the devil when this is happening? They um, they show you that this person is looking and talking to the devil. Yeah, but it's not like an actual like devil. But does this demon? person understand that they are speaking to the devil? Yes. Okay, then no, you do not believe anything that the devil says you. Yes, it is. That's just a rule. Demon. You don't do a deal with the devil. It's an actual like demon devil. Yeah, imp- don't do it. But in order to be um, like. Keep the story progressing. They make they they shapeshift them into an image of someone like they admire. Of course. So it's like oh like oh don't you admire me? <laughs> don't you want to do it for me? <laughs> like come on, this person deserved it. They've wronged you. You should try and kill them. <laughs> Plus, you'll be ready to the apocalypse. It's like a double good thing, right? I feel like at this point, in the, though, you should understand. Don't deal. Don't do deals with the devil. Every single time somebody does a deal with the devil, it goes badly. But it's to prevent the apocalypse. <laughs> Isn't that a good thing? Don't you want to prevent the apocalypse? So it seems like Black Mirror back on its bullshit. Yeah, the first two episodes, great. Loved mm-hmm. them. I don't want to spoil anything about them, but they're two, they're great. The last three I have problems with. Sure. Um, I, like I said, some people are saying this is like the best thing they've ever done. <laughs> I have problems with the last three, as I just mentioned. Not as convinced. So I'm not, yeah, not as convinced. They're good, but two of them, I can see the twist coming, mm-hmm. and the third one, because there's no actual set for the twist, it feels like it comes out of nowhere, and it yeah. feels like I don't like like why like why is this the world that you decide that we're living in just to <laughs> fit whatever you're trying to say by the end? Right. So there you go. Your mileage may vary, but all five episodes are available on Netflix now. Yes. Okay. So check it out. Let's move on into cancellations and renewals. What am I no longer watching? All right, you're no longer watching Gotham Knights on CW. It has been canceled just after one season. Womp womp. So both the video game and the series didn't work <laughs> this year. Sorry. Sorry, Batman. Um, the rest of these Most are... Of family. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Showtime announced that Billions' seventh season will be its final season. So That is uh, happening in, in August. Meanwhile, a lot of uh, renewals this week. Tom, Tomb Raider, before its premiere on Netflix, is already getting two seasons bought. This is the animated Tomb Raider yeah. going to Netflix. It'd be neat. Um, All-American Homecoming on CW. One of the few CW shows getting renewed for a third season, mm-hmm. alongside with Superman and Lois getting a fourth season. Netflix will be bringing back Blood and Water for a fourth season. CBS has locked down Stephen Colbert for two more seasons, at least, of The Late Show, up till two, 2026. So, yeah, so I think next year was his contract, so just right. added two seasons to added it. two more seasons to it. Disney Plus is bringing back the Proud Family louder and prouder for his third season. That's yeah, good news. that's a good one. Disney Plus has also, uh, this is again before Premiere, right? 
Uh, before the season two premiere, yes. Season one is already out. Chip and Dale Park Life will get a third season. Yes. Silo on Apple TV+, Plus, which uh, Christy started watching, um, is getting two seasons. Is that any good? They keep trying to advertise that to me. She's enjoying it so far. She says it's neat. Um, She tried to describe the premise to me, and she just said the word silo a lot. Okay. They're in a silo, (laughs) is what I gather. All right. It's based on a book series I guess she was familiar with. Oh. So that's why, why she was interested. Netflix is also renewing something called Exo Kitty for a second season. I don't know what that is. It's related to Hello Kitty. Oh no! It's like hugs and kisses, kitty. Are you? Uh, you must be thrilled about this. Netflix is bringing back Physical One Hundred for yes. the second season. Woo! Bodies, more bodies. All the physical bodies. Max is bringing back Velma for a second season, despite somehow. its internet reaction. Somehow. And Adult Swim has confirmed that Jindy Kartsovsky's Primal, uh, that adult animated series about the dinosaurs and cavemen, gets a third season. Yes. If you don't know who Jindy Kartsovsky is, it's. That primal show on yeah. Adult Swim. You, you'd recognize it if you saw it. Yes. Then a couple of deaths this week. None other than the Unabomber himself, Ted Kaczynski, died at age 81. You may know him from being a domestic terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any need to tell you who the Unabomber was, but maybe you're, if you're not that old, if you're under 20, maybe you don't know. <laughs> so there you go. And then also this week, John Romita Sr., age 93, a... Uh, a famous uh, comic book artist, mostly uh, known for his um, Spider-Man work. Yep, the runs on the Amazing Spider-Man, especially in the 70s, <laughs> Wait. as well as the updated Captain America. We have breaking news. What? I don't know if she's listening to us right now or what, what? but Christy just texted that she's watched the first episode of XO Kitty. Okay. And uh, she's going to wait for me to watch more because she thinks I would like it. Oh, so there okay. you go. So yes, X, uh, recommendation zero... for whatever Exo Kitty is. Okay. <laughs> That's going to be really funny when I tell her later that we were just talking about it. Uh, but sorry, yes, I didn't mean to uh, uh, disrupt my my obituary for John Romita Sr. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Uh, but yes, known for his work on Spider-Man and Captain America for yes. Marvel Comics. Also co-creator of Wolverine yes. with the X-Men. Character of Wolverine. But yeah, Not saw... one of the original X-Men. I know that may be a shocker to some of you. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I saw a lot of comic people on Twitter talking about his effect specifically on the Spider-Man universe. Yes. He was mo- largely the person who brought in kind of the romantic will-they-won't-they they with him and, um, and the female characters, including um, Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he, he had a background in uh, romance comics and brought that kind of approach to dialogue <laughs> into the Spider-Man universe. And that's why you had that in-depth romantic storyline more so than other superheroes would do it. And so he seemed like a legend in Spider-Man mythos, so uh, he will be missed. Yeah. Let's move on to movies, and speaking of Spider-Man, Spider-Man moves down a notch at the box office this weekend, as is dethroned by Transformers Rise of the Beast. But not by that much. But not by much. Who is your number one movie with with $61 million debut? That is bad. Not great. Uh, didn't seem like they were marketing it that heavily anyways. Yes. It was destined kind of to have kind of fart on launch. Meanwhile, Spider-Man moves down incrementally, as you said. Across the Spider-Verse made another $55 million this weekend, moving it up to $225 million domestic so far. That's a hit. That's two, two weeks. weeks. Oh, yeah. Two, two weeks, weeks hit. Uh, I might check that out today. Yay! The Little Mermaid is your number three with another $23 million. That's at two twenty-nine. And number four, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, still staying around with $7.2 million. That's at 335 And your number five, 
The Boogeyman with a $7.1 million, adding to $25 million. Yep. Upcoming this week, uh, we have the triple release here. Pixar is back with Elemental, which is getting, I'd say, mixed reviews. Yeah. Um, people don't know what to make of this. Um, yeah. It's limited release this week, kind of wider release over th- over the week. I mean, I kind of, I felt like what I said last week ended up being the, uh, about how I was confused about what it, what's the premise here, mm-hmm. seems to bear fruit with the reviews. It seems like people are confused. Is this a rom-com? Is this an action thing? They tried to have both. And it seems like it's a confused premise. Okay. So we'll see. Maybe we'll check that out in the next couple weeks. Also out is that that Jennifer Lawrence vehicle, No Hard Feelings. Yes. And Wes Anderson's Asteroid City. It is Wes Anderson's yes. Asteroid City. So those are your three. All three very different movies. So my doctor has yet to see or doesn't know what that means by a Wes Anderson film. Oh, but she'll find out if she sees that. <laughs> um, well, we might watch some other stuff before, like We Might yeah. Kingdom or Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, uh, I did those. I liked, the, I liked uh, the, the the last one, the French... Oh, the French Dispatch? Dis- the French Dispatch. I actually really liked it. I'm okay. not a huge Wes Anderson person. That one worked for me. I didn't watch that one. Check it out. I feel like I might start her off with um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Because that, that might be a good entry. Because that's an animated adaptation and George Clooney. <laughs> and if you want to go classic, I'd recommend Rushmore. Uh, yes. It's Christie's favorite of his movies. She, sh- I hadn't seen it before she showed me. It's a good time. It was really early. He was still finding his legs. But I think that's the movie that pivots his creative zone. And you get to see, like, the origins of well, it. Well, see, that's my only concern is that if I show, like, more recent ones. Yeah. Because of the established style. Right. It's like, like, like more to expect to expect with the new one. Well, not only that, but if you want to do it fresh, it's like, wait... That's just what he does. Yeah, like, like, yes. yes. Like, I don't know if I need to, like, guide you into, like, the, the revolution that yeah. is what's Anderson. So there you go. Those are your new releases. Speaking of releases, our first movie story is about Disney's upcoming release schedule getting all shuffled up. So, as we mentioned, Riser on strike. TGA is mm-hmm. probably going on strike. SAG's on strike. They're trying <laughs> to prevent um, their release schedules from being... Two masks mixed up in the next upcoming years. They don't want to get compromised before stuff even comes out. Yes. So, the studio announced a slew of changes to their schedule on Tuesday. In new chronologically release order. First, 2024 will see Deadpool 3, starring Ryan Reynolds, has been pushed up from November 8th to May 3rd. Captain America Brave New World, the next installment in that series with the new Captain America. Also the new title. Yes. Has moved off that date and pushed back to July 26th. Another installment in the Alien franchise is now set for August 16th, and Marvel's Thunderbolts, remember that, gets bumped from summer to December, specifically the 20th. So Thunderbolts is supposed to be the July 26th summer release? Right, not anymore. That's now in December. 2025, moving forward, will now start with Blade on February 14th, Valentine's Day with your vampire lovers. I mean, they saw what happened with Ant-Man being yep. a Valentine's release. out. Fantastic Four will now be May 2nd, and live-action Moana, which I had forgotten was happening and I'm still mad about, is dated for June 27th. Which seems pretty fast. Seems really quick. Yeah, I guess that that's the pipeline they have on those now. Yes. Avatar 3, um, which has already been partially filmed, has now been pushed back a year to December 2025. Yeah, so it was supposed to be next year, next not December. Not next year. It's now in two years. It's not that the second one didn't do well. Believe me, it did. <laughs> the plan for 2026, getting really ahead in the future here, is Avengers The Kang Dynasty on May 1st, the first untitled Star Wars project on May 22nd, and a second untitled Star Wars project that December the 18th. 
No idea what those are. No one knows. No one knows. Mysteries. Um, I mean, we've talked about Star Wars projects. There's already. a lot of balls in the air that we don't know which ones these are. Yes. We don't know which one is going to be coming out first or which one's going to come out second. Right. There are several directors attached to director. We've talked about this yeah, before. Different Star Wars movies. But as for which one they want to put where, we don't know yet. <laughs> we don't know. And then uh, Avengers Secret Wars has then occasion accordingly been pushed a year to 2027. Yes. So uh, King Dynasty in 26, Secret Wars in 27. Yeah. But even further out from there, you'll get Avatar 4 <laughs> yes. in 2029. Uh-huh. And then Avatar 5 in 2031. 2031 sounds like a year that does not <laughs> exist and will never exist. I know it will. Yes. But it's just impossible to imagine right now. It's just 2031. What will anything be in 2031? In the world of 2031, yeah, 2031. Avatar 5 is released. You'll go to the movie theater and you'll beg for water. Well, technically, <laughs> it'd probably be in December. So it'd be, because um, Avatar is always released in December. Yeah. It's a 2032 uh, hit. I, can't even, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think Nine about it. Nine years out. I'll be 41. Nine years out. I'll be 41. Down years out. Well, hey, and we'll still be doing this. Somehow we'll still be doing this podcast. All right, let's move on. God, I don't want to think about it. Andy Machete. Don't know that name. But you will now. Ahead of the release of his superhero movie, The Flash. The one that's currently out right now. Machete has decided to keep his feet firmly in the land of DC. He just finalized a deal to direct The Brave and the Bold, the feature project that will feature a new big screen version of Batman. One that will fit into the expansive universe being developed currently by DC Studios heads James Gunn and Peter Safran. In addition to a new Batman, Brave and the Bold will introduce Damian Wayne, a murderous tween raised by assassins who also happens to be the son Batman never knew he had. This is all comic book stuff that they're finally putting into a movie. Yes. It is unknown when a writer would be hired given the current screenwriter strike. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens with Brave and the Bold, but at least this is now a project that has been announced, and I think some Batman people will be excited about this. It is also the first time, I think, that having Damian Wayne in a feature role, feature yeah. film role, right. will be brought to the big screen. Because we've seen Robins, but this is yes. the first time we've seen this specific incarnation of yes. a related character. In a live action role. He's and, been yeah. portrayed in several animated roles. Yeah, for, as recently as the Harley Quinn show, I think, has a Damian I want to say that's Damian Wayne, too. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think that's the case. Um, so, yeah. Um, they, so, it's been in other versions of the Batman media, but not in a movie yet. So, yes. there you go. Brave and the Bold also is a branding that has been used several times in video game releases and television cartoons. Yep. So, this is just a version of that. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. That's the next Batman. Uh, it will be interesting to see where they go with the Batman, because yeah. as we just saw with The Flash, there's like three different Batman in there. It almost so, sounds like they're moving into more of an ensemble thing for Batman, where it's going to be a fa- the Bat family, if you will. Right. As opposed to just a movie about Batman. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good move, especially if you're trying to fill out a new universe. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where this falls in line with the Batman um, with Robert Pattinson. Oh, yeah. He's still going to be around. Is that still happening? Is that still separate? Also, Joker still exists. Yes. And that second one's coming out soon. Joker, Deuce of Folly. Yeah, I'm so confused by how all that stuff is going to matter. But we'll see. Yeah. Anyways, that was good for us here. That's it for movie news, which means that's a podcast, folks. Cool yep. Hour 35. Um, so thanks for joining us. We don't have a fan question this week. But if you want to ask us a question anytime, email us at mediaboatpodcast at gmail.com. 
send it in. We'll answer it here live on the air. In the meantime, we'll be back with another podcast next week. If you want to see it in video form, your best source is, of course, YouTube. Search youtube.com for Media Boat Podcast to find our channel. Like, subscribe, watch us live on Saturday mornings, and click the bell for notifications when we go live. You can also catch us playing video games occasionally on twitch.tv slash mediaboat. I played some Street Fighter V on Tuesday. You can watch that, I believe, in uh, archive form still on our Twitch channel right now. I'll probably... Are you back to streaming this week? Uh, yeah, I'll stream this week. Um, I will also stream Final Fantasy sixteen yes, when it gets released this upcoming week. Yeah. Um, I might stream something on Monday because it's a holiday for some people. For some people. For some people. It is true. Uh, yeah, um, I'll probably jump back into um, Rock Band for Rockin' Tuesdays again. There's a new Rivals Challenge up, so Ooh. probably check that out. Otherwise, I've just been playing more Diablo 4, and I don't need to bore you with streaming <laughs> that more. So uh, that look forward to that on Media Boat Pod, or, uh, sorry, twitch.tv slash mediaboat is where you can see those. We're also on social media platforms like Twitter, at mediaboatcast, Facebook, mediaboatpodcast, search that, and you'll find our page. And then, uh, oh yeah, and if you want to listen to the audio version of the podcast, that's available on podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. So check it out wherever you are. Search Media Boat Podcast, and you'll find us. So that'll do it. Thank you for joining us this week. We'll be back next week for even more news and thoughts and what have you. More news, more thoughts, more of us. Uh, like I said, more Final Fantasy yeah, next week. Final Fantasy um, next week. We'll get your, your thoughts probably on Spider-Man. Yeah, on Spider-Man. I'll probably um, talk about that. I might see Elemental or yeah. The Flash. I don't sure. know. We'll see. But we'll see. All right. See you guys. All right. Bye. Bye.